Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 214, entitled Beware the 31st of March. Not the Ides of March. That's that's like way, way long ago. The 31st of March is now what we have to beware of. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But before we could do all that, introduction time. My name is Steve, but I'm also joined by Barry. Hey Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure. Happy sure. to be here. Yeah, I saw you got the memo to wear a Zelda shirt tonight. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our other uh, co-host, uh, Greg, uh, apparently did not get the memo. Sorry about that, Greg. Um, but uh, I don't know, must have got lost in the mail or something like that. But we're still glad you're here, Greg. How's it going? It was great to be here, and <laughs> I almost wore my Zelda shirt today, which is the same one that you actually have. So we could have been twins had I gone through with that original instinct. But I was like, nice. Ah, I'll just wear my GameCube, my GameCube shirt, or Game Boy shirt instead. Nice, nice. I didn't realize like both we we have uh, one Zelda shirt the same, and Barry have and I have a Zelda shirt the same. So that's true. Wow, Steve's just very in on the styles, and I I just grab any Zelda shirt I can get, pretty much. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jakester's even noticing. Uh, Where's Greg's uh, Zelda shirt? Uh, He he's got the Game Boy shirt. That's, That's still pretty cool. And and Zelda was on the Game Boy, so there you go. It's it's pretty much like he's got one. Uh, Barry's favorite one too, at that. <laughs> that is very true. There you go. Uh, Jakester said he's uh, wearing a Mario Beatles shirt. I love that Mario Beatles shirt. I, I wore mine a couple days ago. Um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's fantastic! I have to have it." Um, but uh, you're probably wondering, how do we know what Jakester's saying? That's because he's joining in the chat. And if you never joined our live chat during our live uh, recording, make sure you do that. Just hop on YouTube. Uh, we are at youtube.com slash Nintendo Fuse. And you can watch our live recording of the, the podcast. And uh, we'd also love for you guys to join us in our... Uh, so on our social media, we pretty much are, uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. So make sure you do that. And you can also join our discord. Uh, the link is on the screen, but also in the description down below in the show notes uh, on the podcast. Uh, we would love for you guys to jump in there and, and continuing the conversation between episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking very, very soon about our game of year awards. That's going to come up in just a couple of weeks. And so uh, we'll be chatting about that stuff and so much more in, in our discord. And we would love for you guys to to join in there uh also just remember to subscribe on uh your favorite podcast app or right here on youtube uh you can hit that subscribe button hit the bell to be alerted every time we go live and uh if you enjoy the podcast be sure to hit that like button that also helps others uh to find this podcast as well um but uh before we get into anything else, uh, like what we've been playing and all the news and everything, we have some exciting news to announce that uh, our podcast uh, founder, Hassan, uh had a baby uh, with it between the last uh, podcast and this one. So congratulations, Hassan, on uh, on your your new addition to your family, the new gamer to your family, and uh he he shared a, a little bit with us uh, just a couple days ago, saying, you know, he's he's got the new uh, the new Switch game, Baby's Real Life or something like that, which is great. And uh, it's just crazy that he he put this he showed a picture with us, and uh, he had a, a picture of his Switch right next to the baby, and they're basically the same size. Uh, <laughs> so it's just kind of crazy. So yeah, Greg uh, Barry, do you guys have any uh, anything to say in terms of congratulations to Hassan? 
Um, yeah, congratulations, Awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of you, you and, and your, your lovely wife. And I'm happy that, you know, the pregnancy went well and the delivery went well. And I uh, wish you the best of luck, uh, both of you the best of luck in this new endeavor, uh, in this new journey of life. Yep, uh, definitely a very well-deserved uh, congratulations. And uh, now the fun part begins with uh, becoming the father figure and always being there for the baby and teaching the baby how to play Nintendo. And, uh, <laughs> that strong until we'll have another podcast host somewhere down the line. That's right. We got our, our successor right there. <laughs> the next 20 years when we're all, all three of us are already retired. That's right. That's right. I, I love how we put like, you know, teaching the baby all the things it needs to know, playing video games, you know, it's right up there. Priorities for sure. <laughs> So uh, just uh, saying hi to the people in the chat. Jakester's in there. Mike's in there. Uh, and uh, a few other people, thank you guys so much for joining. Be sure to jump in. Let us know what you're playing. Let us know your thoughts on all the different Nintendo news that we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, and uh, we'd love for you guys to uh, <laughs> to hear, hear what your thoughts are. Uh, Jesse's just asking, any Zelda fans? No. Not at all around here. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to uh, since the last time we've talked, which is two weeks ago uh, since we took off for uh, Thanksgiving? So, uh, yeah, what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks in terms of playing games? Yeah, I got uh, quite a lengthy list. And <laughs> actually, is tons of retro stuff, too. So yeah. I'm still going with Animal Crossing. I'm sure we'll probably talk about the Turkey Day update and bit after with you guys and everything but still playing that just about every day but skipping a few more days now but still playing weekly anyways still playing mario kart 8 deluxe with my daughter she absolutely loves mario kart as you'll see as my other games uh, get announced <laughs> i did play some more super mario 3d all-stars playing mario sunshine i got another like 10 or 12 shines or whatever so i'm slowly climbing up there and just been kind of going through the very first three levels of the game, collecting every single shine, including the 100 coin shine, which is kind of absurd in this game. <laughs> really, there's barely 100 coins in the level to begin with. Um, then I actually finally took a look at the Pikmin 3 Deluxe demo. And my God, I'm very surprised at how fun and addictive that game is. And I'm really trying to lobby to get it for... Christmas now because it's an absolute fantastic game that I'm surprised they waited out so long on. So cheers to uh, Barry for trying to help me get into this a little bit. Bad. Then now time for the additional retro titles. So I actually turned on my 3DS, which surprisingly still had a little charge on it. Really? Since the last time I played a few years ago. Um, that's because we got Mario Party Star Rush as like a random uh, game to you know, my daughter to play because she's really into Mario Party. And then continuing on, so that was my first time playing the 3DS version because I was kind of at a Mario Party at that time when it was actually out. So I think Alex reviewed it for us. <laughs> I remember, right? Yeah, it's, it was pretty fun. It's kind of interesting to see that you can kind of move like across like a chess-like board and there's just like different terrain to go through when you're moving around the board. And then you pick up other characters as allies. So that's certainly a very different Mario Party game that I ever played. So, have fun. 
Then on Wii is where the main action's been at. I've been playing Mario Party 8 and 9. So we're really into Mario Party. We also dabbled into our first experience with Mario Kart Wii with my daughter, and she absolutely loved some of those courses, especially like Mushroom Gorge and some other um, really fun ones like Mario's Goldmine, Toad's Factory, a lot of the same ones that I liked, she liked as well. And then we did dabble into Wii Sports Resort and did some bowling and stuff. So then she really got, had a lot of fun, especially with that 100-pin challenge, trying to get the strike <laughs> there. Nice. And then we also, at the very end of it, we did New Super Mario Bros. Wii. And that was kind of difficult for her because you still kind of grasping being able to jump over pits and landing on certain platforms and stuff. So a lot of it, I was either carrying her through the level or it was kind of bubbling past <laughs> a good portion of the level. So... <laughs> Uh, hoping the to continue that one, but quite possibly not. But yeah, that's and then obviously on uh, mobile, still doing Fire Emblem Heroes, and then Barry might be happy. I know I did try Mario Kart Tour for my daughter's sake, and been kind of trying to spam these last few days <laughs> to finish off the current tour. I really thought you might have been saying Barry might be happy that I tried Xenoblade, but. <laughs> it's on the mobile section we, so. we tried <laughs> we can still try hey xenoblade 2 is uh is it still on sale i i uh i think it might be got a couple of days left so you still got a chance <laughs> uh all right barry what have you been up to yeah so two weeks it's been a crazy two weeks due to the holidays and uh, my father-in-law being in town so that normally limits how much I can play, but <clears throat> thankfully he's been a little more uh, relaxed and letting me play and watching me and just enjoying watching me. So uh, on the Switch, I've still been doing Animal Crossing, uh, you know, every day and even even today with December, I, I caught the final fish, and I'm just waiting till the 11th when there's snow to catch the final bug, and I'm down to the final two sea creatures, which come out in March. And now the collection for Toy Day stuff uh, begins. Uh, I've also been playing <clears throat> Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. I, uh, I, I got that and I actually beat it before my father-in-law came in, but it was so much fun and I just really enjoyed it that I 100%ed that game. Wow! And I find it way more accessible than the original Hyrule Warriors. Hmm. It's just, you know, it just doesn't feel like too much of a grind. <clears throat> and. Uh, it's just a blast. It's one of those where you can, you know, certain missions you have to use certain characters, but a lot of them you can use anyone you want. So I like that. Uh, <clears throat> I know some people didn't like what the story was because it is not as it's advertised. Mm. And I agree. It is, they advertised the game poorly. Um, it is definitely not totally what they advertise. It's partially, but, but only about 50% what they advertise. <laughs> but it is still a very good game. Uh, I've also played a little old school gamer, uh, which is a like it's like an eight bit style rhythm game uh, set in spoof worlds uh, based on NES games. So like there's a spoof Metal Gear Solid level and a Mega Man level and, and stuff like that, and a Pokemon level, and <clears throat> you know it's just really interesting how they uh, how they do it. It's fun. It's a fun little little fun little game. Nice. Uh, PS5, uh, I'm finished Spider-Man Remastered. Hmm. 
what a, what a what a rush that game is a lot of fun i did not 100 percent that one i planned on it but i ran out of time uh with my father-in-law there uh but i i did finish it and it, it really motivated me to go into miles morales so i did that miles morales is a significantly shorter game like i i played one night probably about three hours and i was like oh my god i'm like 60 percent through the story already um i finished it in two days and i didn't like grind two days it probably took me six or so hours to beat it six to seven i didn't do everything i did you know like just rushing through the story the story's good the combat's good the the, the you know, my only complaint is maybe some of the enemies feel a little bullet spongy or in, in the sense of like i mean you, you hit them like five times and you web kick them into a wall and they're still getting up and i'm like really <laughs> Really? <laughs> Should they be? And I played on the easiest setting for the story. And I'm like, you know, maybe if it was Nightmare or the hardest setting, I could see that. But really, on the easiest setting, they're getting back up. Like, all right, fine, I'll punch them again. Like, what's, what's one concussion? <laughs> Let's give you two. Uh, the, uh, the PC, I've been doing uh, still a little Final Fantasy XIV, although not as much. Mobile, like Greg, still doing Mario Kart Tour. The tour ends tonight, so I got to finish up and try and secure first place although it's getting tough in the higher ranks now and still do Indragalia lost they just did a um they just started another crossover this is the first crossover they actually started with a series i don't really know like like you know they did Mega Man and they did fire emblem twice and they did monster hunter and they're like oh yeah here's another crossover and i'm like yes what is it what is it after all this pedigree of, of great titles and this crossover out of nowhere is Princess Connect Redi- uh, yeah, Redive. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's just a raid event, but the characters this time are not limited. So I'm like, okay, good. I don't really have to worry about it that much. But I'm, I'm happy to see more crossovers and more content. The game is still going strong. And the, they're still talking to the, you know, the, the gamers and the players. And I, I like that. They, the open communication, I think, is... Probably the strongest point at this point at this, of the game, like the part that I love the most. Cool. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cool. Uh, let's go to the chat real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jakester said he started Super Mario Galaxy and still playing uh, Genshin. Is it Genshin or Jensen? I never remember. I think it's Genshin. Actually, Genshin. Uh, and uh, Fate Grand Order. Uh, Jesse Glenn just uh, beat Origami King and says it's so incredible. Also played a level of uh, Gunlord uh, X last night. Certainly worth the wait. Um, and then let's see some other people. Uh, Jaster was chiming in, said Mushroom Gorge is a fun track. I agree. Uh, that was the one that they had in the Wii Games 2010 that uh, my wife and I ended up winning and getting to go to the finals and everything in, in California. Uh, that was the one we get to compete in to get there. And that was, I uh, I grinded that one a lot and ha- I have a pretty good time on that one. Um, and then let's see. Yeah, it looks like uh, that's what everybody else is, is talking about. Um, but uh, I have been playing some Rocket League. Played a lot of Rocket League over the last couple of weeks. Um, a very little bit of, of Animal Crossing. Uh, in fact, uh, Greg, I know you mentioned Turkey Day. I actually completely forgot about Turkey Day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did. <laughs> totally, totally forgot uh, about Turkey Day. Reset so. your clock. Yeah, I could always jump back. Um, And then uh, played some Jackbox games, seven. uh, So that's the newest pack. 
Um, and I'm not as much of a big fan uh, of Pack 7. Um, I think at school day, they did uh, a new version of Quiplash. It's like Quiplash 3. Um, and they've got, you know, a couple other games that are kind of fun. Some of them are kind of confusing and complicated a little bit, um, especially. So I just tried it. I streamed it and played with my family who was elsewhere and people that are here and and try to do that. And a lot of the games, I think, are really made for people being in the same room. Um, so they're not as, as, as streaming friendly. Uh, and then uh, played some Smash Brothers, actually. Um, Smash Brothers Ultimate. And that was uh, that was fun. Um, I did not have uh, my Pro Controller or GameCube controller or anything with me, and so I was playing with the. I've tried first time I'd ever tried uh, just playing with the the Joy-Con turned sideways. That's kind of challenging. Um, not as challenging as I thought it would be. I, I got the hang of it, but it's still not as fun as as playing with a real controller. Um, and then. Uh, I was going to play Hyrule Warriors because I actually thrown it around. I picked it up, told uh, told Barry and Greg, I was like, "Hey, guess what I picked up today?" I wasn't expecting to get it till closer to Christmas, um, but I, it was staring me in the face as I was walking around Walmart the other day and decided to get it and have not fired it up because out of the blue, uh, I got surprised with a review copy of Immortals: Phoenix Rising. And uh, so I've been playing that instead of Hyrule Warriors. Um, so jealous. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, I I tried to uh, to get some additional copies, but we were only able to get one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of the other reviews went went live today. Uh, I think the the review embargo uh, dropped uh, today, and I was not I'm not far enough along where I, I felt comfortable uh, writing a review yet. But so I'll just kind of quickly give first impressions is that uh, it's a lot funnier than I expected it to be, um, for sure. Like there, the dialogue, uh, I, I just thought it was gonna kind of be pretty straightforward, like action game sort of thing. And their dialogue is actually humorous, um, which is really interesting, especially like the, the gods are like talking to each other um, and everything and, uh, I'm still kind of in the tutorial kind of portion of the the beginning of the game, um, and which I I feel like is a little longer than it needs to be. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting. You know, that's a, that's a tough thing to try to to balance. I think for for a lot of games like that. Um, but it's cool that they have so many different difficulty options as well. You can just do like focus on the story, easy, hard, difficult, and I think there's like a, a really really difficult level or. Uh, difficulty that you can up unlock um, if you beat hard, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm enjoying it. I, I think that's that's really all I can say so far because I don't I'm not far enough along to to actually um, yeah have any like really solid like review kind of statements uh, except for it's fun and it's a lot more funny than I thought it'd be um, and. Controls are interesting, especially moving around a menu because you you actually like the analog stick moves a cursor around. I don't know why they do stuff like that. Like why not just like make it jump from one option to the other? But uh, but yeah, so that that's my first impressions. I'll uh, I'll have more uh, you know further thoughts as as we as I continue playing and everything. But uh, 
you guys are like talking away in the chat over here. I'm just like seeing it fly through here. Uh, let's see. Did I, did I miss anything important? Jakester says it's not as challenging as using a sideways we remote. I completely agree. At least it has bumpers. Um, and uh, Jakester's hoping to get Immortals for Christmas. Um, then, yeah, and then the rest of you guys are talking about the other podcast that uh, that. The we're, we're, talking, uh, <laughs> we're talking about uh, actually uh, the last industry talk that I had oh, with uh, Dan Conkin. Nice. With uh, about uh, Battle Hunters. Ah, cool, cool. Well, I'm yeah. going to let you guys chat for just a bit about Turkey Day because uh, I didn't get a chance to, <laughs> to to experience it. So, Greg and Barry, how was Animal Crossing Turkey Day? <laughs> Go for it, Greg. I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised. Um like they had that Franklin guy came around and you could start it pretty much, I think, any point in the day. I mean, I started playing around noon and he was all set and ready for us to go. But pretty much you had to gather some ingredients and then he would finish um, four different dishes. So like the first one was just giving him like a, um, like a three of the manila clams and then he could make the clam chowder and then was giving him some pumpkins to make the pumpkin pie. And then we had to find like some sea creatures to make whatever the third dish was. And then the last dish, instead of being turkey, was like fish. You had to catch like two different fish. So pretty much if you had trouble like actually finding those ingredients, you could talk to the villagers and if you could trade them something out, like any type of fish, and they would give you like one of the ingredients that you need or one of the possibility ingredients that it could have been. Or, and then they would actually tell you like a special secret ingredient that you have to do after you do the main, the first set of four. So after you complete the first four dishes the first time, then you can go back and do a secret ingredient where you can enhance all four of the dishes again. And then he gives out additional um, turkey day items with a caption item being like the entire recipes of all the items that you just collected. Um, and we'll probably be happy to hear this, Steve, but he actually said you can buy it and it looks cranny too yeah. for like a limited time so you can buy every single recipe and you can just craft it all on your own it doesn't require any special currency that was only event exclusive but <laughs> it's just like standard like wood and ore and stones and stuff to hmm. build all the different turkey items cool cool that's that's not entirely true that there are a few items like the cornucopia i believe that are exclusive to turkey day that that franklin will give you mm-hmm. Uh, the first time around. I wasn't sure if it was like a recipe for it or not. I didn't, I through yeah, I think it's a cornucopia, the rug, the flooring, and the wall are uh, exclusive to the actual event. So you'll have to turn back the time to get it. But it was, it was fun. It was, it was, I like that they made it easy um, and quick because they obviously know people will be spending time with their family and may not have as much time to play. Forget all and, about uh, it altogether. <laughs> or forget about it. Um, I do, I do appreciate that. It didn't take a lot of time at all hmm. and it's so much better than the whole oh, farm, the balloons. And, and I like that they put the recipes in the shop and they give it to you a day early as a gift. If you completed all the special, you know, recipes and all that stuff. So it was good. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they're, they're keeping up. Um, one of the things they did, which was kind of sneaky, um, not for Turkey Day, but just in general, is they added in some brand new summer DIYs to the game. They added these brand new DIYs recently in, in the, the patch that added like the November, December stuff. But it's now November, December. Hmm. So in order for a completionist 
to play Animal Crossing and get everything. They now have to wait until next summer to be able to get everything. So it's kind of a little tricky to say, like, oh, keep playing, keep playing. But at the same time, it's also like, uh, seriously, come on. <laughs> but it's probably for, like, the, uh, the other hemisphere summer. So uh, they might yeah. do that, you know. They might add new things consistently uh, throughout the yeah. years. Who knows how long they'll keep it going. That makes sense. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah, and we do have the Mario furniture coming in March too, so I don't know some yeah. that's related. I just new summer things too. Oh wait, there's something good in March. Uh, we'll get to that <laughs> in just a second. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, before we move on to uh, news and everything like that, uh, did either of you guys get uh, any any big Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals? Like, did you guys? go after anything in particular i know we talked about some different stuff but uh but did you guys actually get anything barry yeah um we decided this year instead of we do this periodically instead of like getting each other gifts because it's really hard to buy each other gifts at this point because you know as you get more older and older usually you just like if you want something you just buy it like you want it bad enough you just buy it and we're trying to get rid of a lot of junk so we really don't have the room to just keep buying things. So I'll show my wife, like, do you want this? It's cute. And she'd be like, it's cute, but I don't have the room for it. So instead of worrying about what we're going to buy each other, and since we really didn't do much this year, thanks to 2020, uh, we decided to instead uh, get a gift for each of us in terms of a, a house gift and uh, upgrade our entertainment center for, uh, you know, we're not going to the movies. This way we get our movies. So uh, we took advantage of a Black Friday uh, sale. We we bought it like, like a week, two weeks early, um, because a lot of a lot of places started a few weeks early. So we decided uh, the go big or go home. So we decided to get a 75 inch uh, 8K Samsung TV. <laughs> nice. Uh, we, we went big and and we followed that up with the top of the line Samsung Q Symphony soundbar with the surround sound and everything, because we didn't have any of that. So we're like, let's go big, let's go home, let's let's. You know, the Dolby Atmos, the whole nine yeah. yards. Nice. Um, and uh, that that was our big purchase. Obviously, it was for the two of us. And and I will say, like, there is a difference playing Animal Crossing on a, a 1080p TV <laughs> and, and an 8K upscaled. Like, the, the colors just pop. Like, we noticed, like, little details on items we never knew before because we could see them much clearer. <laughs> it looks like well, a whole and new it's game. And it's this much bigger, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, well, we went from a 60-inch to a 75, so it's not that yeah. much. Oh, okay. okay. But, but, uh, but it was, like, one of those things where it was like, wow, like, this looks fantastic. And, of course, playing the, uh, the, the PlayStation 5 and the Series X, you know, uh, you know, 4K upscaled to 8K. Uh, we definitely noticed like Spider-Man looks incredible. Mm. Like you can see the little smudges on the windows. You can you can see the little details in the brickwork and the lighting, the real-time lighting reflections and and all that stuff. It's just nice. incredible. Nice. Um, so that was our you get the, big. Do you get the 120 hertz out of uh, the PS5? Uh, well, I would just imagine so. Okay. <laughs> it's a hundred. I hope TV. so. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I like Spider-Man does it in two modes. So it's either like graphic fidelity at 30 frames or like, like artificial 4k at 60 frames. So I was doing the 30 frames, the highest, uh, it could do it. Nice. Um, so it looked, looked fantastic. So that was a big thing. Uh, and then for gaming wise, uh, Best Buy had, 
a bunch of games. They like rocked like ten dollar games. I was shocked, mm. and, and and a lot of them on sale that I I hadn't picked up like Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two, um, you know stuff like that that I just I never really went for. I figured I'd get on sale, so I did. Uh, Bandai Namco had a, a great sale. They had a lot of their games for ten dollars. PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Hmm. They had like uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. They had some Switch stuff too, but I already had the Switch stuff, so I went for the other systems. They had uh, One Piece, One Piece games, and uh, My Hero Academia games, and uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot was on sale. Hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, now I'll pick up a lot of these. Soul Calibur Six was like ten bucks. <laughs> I never got it, so I'm like, oh, ten bucks, I'll get it. Uh, and then Square Enix had a sale as well. They usually do. Square Enix sales are always a blast because they seem to have a stockpile of DS, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 titles, and they're selling them for like three bucks. Like you can get like Final Fantasy Origins, Greatest Hits on PS1 brand new for like three bucks. <laughs> it's like, okay, direct from Square. Nice. Uh, so they had a couple like Deuce X, um, Mankind of Divided. I never got, uh, I got that. I got like, I never got like the Final Fantasies on the Xbox One. So since we have the Series X now, I figured for, for 10 bucks, I'll get Final Fantasy 10, 10, 2, and Final Fantasy 12 for 10 bucks and stuff like that. Uh, so that's that's mainly what I was doing for Black Friday. Cool, cool. Hassan is in the chat, so we'll congratulate him once again. Hassan, you missed us. Uh, go back to the beginning of the podcast, and you can hear us uh, congratulating you again. Um, Jakester says that uh, in his grandmother got him uh, Lego Incredibles on Cyber Monday, uh, but it's going to be a Christmas present. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think that's if any of the rest of you guys uh, got any uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday or like the whole season of Black Friday, because a lot of stores are doing that this year. Uh, you guys got any, got any good games on uh, on sale? Let us know in the chat. Uh, Greg, did you get, end up uh, picking anything up this year? Yeah, they're um, primarily going to be Christmas presents for my daughter. Um, we did get the Mario Kart Switch bundle and uh, Mario Tennis Aces, so we're we're looking forward to seeing to enjoy opening those up on nice. Tuesday, so nice, nice. Don't want to talk too much about it. I don't know if she's like <laughs> around the house. Thankfully, uh, she yes. hasn't listened to the podcast yet. But <laughs> 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 I'm broadcasting it out of my mouth. Where <laughs> nice. I I did not actually get anything this year, um, which is really surprising. Um, but uh, we did have family in town, um, and we ended up kind of hang out with them a lot. And uh, and so I I didn't really get a chance to do any shopping this year. Um, but uh, I know some of those deals are still going on, so I'm gonna be checking them yeah. out at some point, um, especially all the digital ones. But uh, all right, let's let's talk about the news. Uh, we we're already we're already like a half an hour, and we haven't even got into the news. That's what happens when we don't get a chance to actually talk in person uh, for two weeks. Uh, so let's jump into the news. Something big happened uh, today. Um, we got a new Switch firmware update. We're now at version eleven. That's right, eleven. And you're all probably wondering, does that mean does that mean what I think it means? It, do we finally have themes and folders? No, 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 it doesn't. Um, but we do have some other cool stuff. Uh, so I'm going to run through all the updates uh, for version 11. Um, Dave did an awesome job of just kind of outlining it here. 
Um, and uh, first thing you notice when you update uh, your firmware is that there's a new switch online button on the home screen uh, where you can access all the switch online services, uh, kind of all your membership status and things like that. There's also a new feature that automatically downloads backed up save data uh, that's in the cloud. So uh, for instance, if you have two different switches, it will automatically download uh, the most up-to-date uh, or the most recent backed up um, cloud data back on your other system. So that's really cool. So it should make the ability, uh, give you the ability to pop back and forth between your two switches or three or whatever you have uh, a lot easier because before you maybe had to actually manually go in there and download it. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's also a new trending feature, uh, which was added to the user page where you can see what games that your friends have been playing and which games are trending among your friends list. That's pretty great. Uh, also, Finally, they have updated the ability to share screenshots and videos from your device to a smart device. Uh, however, it's not as nice as you would think. Um, there's, it doesn't just like pop in the Nintendo service uh, or the app like you'd think it would. Nope, you gotta choose the thing, to choose the photos and videos you want, and then share or uh, take a picture basically, scan the QR code, and it will give you those images like you on your computer or your device. And then you ha have the ability to then download them to your your actual, you know, um, album or whatever from your, your uh, smart device. So that's kind of a little janky, but hey, it works. Um, and then uh, you also have the ability to connect your Switch via USB to your computer and actually be able to bring over images and videos that way. That's kind of cool um, to be able to do that. And then also you can uh, now select what download. Uh, so for instance, if you have multiple games that are downloading at the same time, you can actually select which one you want to prioritize. So that's been, that's a cool uh, update. Of course, we have new user icons, 12 new user icons that commemorate the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. And users can now uh, name preset button mappings uh, with the button mapping feature that was uh, in a previous update. And Brazilian Portuguese was added as a supported language. Mm -hmm. And of course, some other, you know, stability -ish, uh, things and, and stuff like that have been added as well. So yeah, what do you guys think about this, this pretty big update? Uh, Greg, what do you, what, what's your thoughts around this? Well, obviously it's nice to have all these things here, but like, you know, like the download uh, prioritize thing, you almost wonder why that wasn't there, like in version like two or three or something, because that seems like it's something kind of would want. Yeah. I, mean, I understand, you, like, you just pick up a Switch, you might, like, oh, I want to buy Mario Kart 8, I want to buy Mario Tennis, and I want to buy Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, and then we just download them in that order instead of, like, hey, I really want to play Breath of the Wild first, so let's download that. Why isn't it prioritizing that one? So that's definitely a very welcome feature. I thought it was kind of a missed opportunity. They didn't add 35 new icons for Mario. <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. But it didn't have to be all Mario icons either. It could have just been like, oh, we added 35 icons. Because I feel like there's not a lot of those already. So mm -hmm. the more options, the better. I'm still surprised we don't have themes and folders like we should. I would think that we'd have that kind of stuff by now. Mm -hmm. We, 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 3DS had that stuff. And I don't know 
why it's so complicated to have that here. But yeah, it's always nice to have firmware updates. I didn't get a chance to download it yet, but I'll be doing that tonight. So. Cool, cool. Barry, what do you think of this update? I downloaded it, and I really haven't messed around with it. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's not giving me yet what I want. Like, I still want these themes. I still want folders. Uh, still want a little more user, uh, you know, just yeah. quality of life stuff. And it's, it just is what it is. It's, I'm only downloading it because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the only thing that really, this, that feels like it's, and it's still not like really stepping forward, but I, I think the the trending stuff uh, is cool. Um, but it's stuff that uh, you know Xbox and PlayStation already has. Um, but that's it's kind of a cool new step in the other direction. The rest of the things, like I'm really excited about the the, the cloud downloads. Um, that's great. But the rest of the, pretty much all of these updates, they're just it's catch up things that that should have been on there from almost day one. Um, but they're just like slowly, you know, bringing these features that that are not brand new ideas. They're just like playing catch up every time they they update this thing. So, but yeah. it's cool that they are doing it. But I wish it was more. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice to have, and we should have had it. <laughs> right, right. We shouldn't have had to wait till twenty twenty to get these things. <laughs> I mean, transferring your saves to the cloud. I mean, re-downloading it automatically seems like a Thing that they should have done when this online service launched, not uh, like two years after. Right, right. All right. Well, uh, there's there's some different things going on. Uh, kind of getting around to our uh, our title of this podcast. Uh, beware the 31st of March um, because there's several things going on. Uh, first of all. Um, the Super Mario 35, uh, Super Mario Brothers 35 is apparently going away at that point, right? Um, and then also Super Mario All-Stars is supposed to go away around that time as well. They're just going to stop selling it, selling yeah. it around that time too. Yeah, it's going to be delisted from the eShop and removed from store shelves. Right, right. So Greg, there's also a, a little game that you enjoy um, that's apparently going away on on uh, March 31st as well. Tell us a little about that one before we kind of dive into some speculation and discussion. All right, so join the list of uh, the Doomsday Armageddon for uh, Nintendo. Um, Super Mario Maker on Wii U is going to be pretty much ceasing service, so you'll no longer be able to upload courses in Super Mario Maker for Wii U. Um, the Super Mario Maker bookmark website will be going down, and due to that, you'll won't be able to see like ranking of like courses and looking up bookmark courses and whatnot either. So I really enjoyed that bookmark site. I used it very frequently during time playing it, and it's very sad to see that this game goes down because that was pretty much my pride and joy in the Wii U era. I mean, I don't know how many podcasts have discussed that I was still playing it, and it was like two or three years like after until like the system uh, finally was done. So it's really sad to see it going, and um, I don't know why they didn't mention it, but I think the 3DS version is also kind of going under with it because it pulled in the courses from the Wii U game. So yeah, if they're don't know why that there's no mention of that, but unless it's something completely different that I don't know about. But. Yeah, 
I guess the existing courses are probably going to stay up, but you just can't make any new courses. So I, mean, I don't know how many people are still playing Wii U because obviously it didn't even sell very well to begin with the system. But it's still kind of a sad note to see it going away on March 31st. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, we also know that like uh, Fire Emblem, is that right? Like one of the Fire Emblems is going away or something, something like that. I'm not a huge yeah. Fire Emblem fan, it's so the, fill me in. It's the, um, it's the localization one that launches in this next week. They, okay. They localized the very first game and it's going to be on Switch this week. And then that's also going away on this, Dooms, this <laughs> March 31st Dooms, Nintendo Dooms game. Ah, so it's one of the, the temporary games. Basically, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. A, to celebrate Fire Emblem's uh, anniversary. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, so yeah, I, I know. I mean, there's not a whole lot to discuss around this. It's happening, that sort of thing. But I, I'm just curious what you guys think. I mean, uh, it's important to let you know our our listeners, our viewers, uh, know about this sort of thing so they can you know plan accordingly or whatever. Um, you know, a Wii U game going away. You know, it's it's bound to happen at some point. But to have like three Switch games uh, kind of going away on that date. And, and then there's also, I mean, this is not tied in necessarily to, um, to the March 31st thing necessarily, but there's also a rumor uh, around uh, Nintendo UK um, said like they've, they've discontinued the Switch dock on their website. That doesn't necessarily mean that the dock is discontinued altogether, um, but they're no longer car- uh, carrying it on their, their website. And I think um, this is according to someone on Reddit that talked to um, uh, someone from Nintendo UK, and they said, yes, they, they've discontinued it on their website. Um, but it is a lot more difficult to get a Switch dock nowadays. And so it almost seems like, I mean, something's happening, right? Something is bound to happen maybe around the early next year with with games kind of being you know closed out, maybe it, you know the dock maybe going away i don't know is this is this me just kind of getting too excited about something or or do you guys actually think something is is going to be happening in early 2021 barry what do you think i mean i already speculated about in march with uh monster hunter rise and balan wonderland all both coming out the exact same day and uh, I do feel that if there's going to be a Switch Pro, that would be a good day to do it, since both of those are big titles from big third parties uh, that could take advantage of the system, the more advanced system. Uh, the dock thing, uh, that's pure speculation, but I will say that when this whole pandemic started, I looked into getting a fourth dock, thinking, oh, maybe I'll have it here at my desk and I'll do some streaming. And I couldn't find a dock. I could not find an official dock. It was sold out everywhere, which is funny because I got our third dock like, for $40 at Target because they had <laughs> like on sale. And I can't even get docks. So uh, it's uh, it certainly could be something. <laughs> I'm not going to say it is. Uh, as for Mario Maker, you know, this is what's going to happen. And I think a lot of people are still living in that bubble that servers are going to stay up forever and digital games will be there forever. And they're not. They are not going to be there forever. They will be eventually shut down. They will be there as long as it is cost-effective to remain because all of the big three, as well as every publisher, it's a business. And if they have, you know, if this Mario Maker server was making them money, 
they were still making money on it to justify keeping it up, they would. But clearly it's now gone into the realm of costing them. It hasn't bounced back. So they're giving advance notice and they're just going to kill it. The same thing's going to happen with every service out there, period. And look how many games have come out that have been like service games. They've been games, physical even, but like oh, online only type with a service that have died almost as quickly as they launched. Like I don't know if you guys remember the game Mag. Uh, Sony uh, was touting it. It was one of the big pillars for the PlayStation 3. It was a multiplayer online or massively multiplayer online game. It was like mm -hmm. 72 players at once. Like yeah, this has never yeah. been done before. Uh, and, <laughs> and it died within, I feel like months. Like yeah. it is a coaster now. You can't even find it used uh, like at a GameStop or anything. Then you have, uh, speaking of GameStops, they put out a, a game, uh, Deformers. They advertise as one of GameStop exclusives. They publish it. Deformers looks so cute. My wife is super excited about it. Turns out it was an online-only game, and it failed so badly that it died again within maybe a month or two. Like, like there are these games that would just they're not profitable. They die on release. Well, the same thing's going to happen to every other online-style game or every other service. Once it becomes non-profitable, they will shut down. They're not going to leave it up because little Timmy still wants to play Mario Maker. No, they're going to say, you know what? Get Mario Maker 2 on the switch and move on so that's just another reason to go physical yeah yeah i mean it doesn't matter if it's a digital copy of the game or not i mean if you can't upload a course that's primary primary functionality it's like you can't even if you have the physical version you're not gonna be able to upload it anywhere because the player service is going to be going down you're right so, but you could still play the nintendo levels and you could still you know make your own stuff it's true yeah, you just can't share it. That's the same right. thing if you had the digital version. They're going to take it out of the eShop so you can't buy it. But those that did buy it, like myself, you can still download the game and do the same kind of things you can with the physical version. But yeah. The main yeah. thing is you can't upload a course, which is pretty much the primary function of the game. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really... Level, you can build courses, but then you can't share them. Right. Which is like, you know, for a game that's like, that's, that's what it's built upon, really. I mean, yeah, you get the included stuff, but like half the game is what's included. Half the game is, is what's out there. Um, so that's, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but Greg, do you think, I mean, is, is it a coincidence that all this stuff's coming to a close at the end of March? Like, should we be looking forward to something? Like, is there, is there just a doom day, doomsday and, you know, get, get your games while you can. <laughs> It's really hard to say because a lot of the stuff that is going away is like this anniversary stuff. So it's all Mario and Fire Emblem anniversary stuff. So, I mean, Wii U is kind of like an interesting case because, I mean, obviously the system didn't sell very well. There's probably very little people that are actually even playing it. Because um, you probably already have a Switch. I'm thinking most Wii U owners are going to a Switch already. So I don't think that that's necessarily a huge pointing sign, but it certainly could be that something is coming in March, like a Switch Pro or even the next the next gen system, but I'm surprised we wouldn't have additional information on like bigger titles like oh Breath of the Wild or something happening there. Like the DLC will be removed from the shop or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. But yeah. It's yeah. really hard to say if it is pointing to something bigger, if it's just like, oh we're this is the anniversary stuff or a fiscal year ends on this date and so on the anniversary stuff i don't 
think they should be cutting that stuff, but I can see, understand like why it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like uh, we got some other people jumping in the chat. Uh, Roberto's here. Dave's here. I think we referred to Dave a couple times before, but I forget if we didn't. Hey, again. Uh, and then uh, also Jared. Uh, Jared's in the chat as well and says that usually by the time they shut down the servers, uh, he's already done with the game. Um, so that's that's really nice. Um, if you if you can play a game, you know, when it comes out, that's that's really the unfortunate thing is is you know what about those people who you know, just didn't get around to playing some of these games and all of a sudden, like, now they, they miss out on half of their game, um, essentially, uh, because they, they closed on the servers. Yeah, it would be nice to think you to already have bought the Wii U for somebody for Christmas and Mario Maker. <laughs> right. And then, they all get to, and then they only get, like, three months to be able to really truly experience the game and upload courses and everything. Right. Someone that's really said, excited. I'm, I'm, sure the, I'm sure there's... Some footprints out there where there's not really many people even playing the courses anyway. So right. I'm sure they have data that is very minimal usage. I, I would say outside of like the the collectors or the people who just wanted a Wii U out of curiosity and, and they were actively looking for one, I think there's gonna be very few people out there that are gonna open up their presents on Christmas and find a Wii U and be excited um, at this point in the game. <laughs> But it could happen. I mean, I, I know a lot of people, like even Greg, like you said, you you guys are just now you busted out the Wii, and I think there's probably a lot yeah. of people out there that that might have you know gotten a really good deal on a used Wii U at GameStop, and they can't afford a Switch, they can't afford an Xbox or whatever, but they were able to get their kid a Wii U, and they're like, oh, cool, some Super Mario Maker. You know, I think there will be some people like that. They it may not be a, a large number. But uh, you know, well, I, I think you have a, a good buy. point, Greg. Sorry. Three months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's let's move on to some other uh, unfortunate news. Greg, tell us about this uh, the Smash events that apparently are are being canceled. Yeah, so um, Big House was going to be hosting some Smash tournaments. I don't know if it was the date passed officially or not, but. It was supposed to be right around like this time. They had like a bunch of the main like Smash Brothers uh, um, elite players like invited and everything like Hungry Box and like, everybody else that usually attends those. Um, obviously, with the coronavirus of this year, they can't host like, the event at the actual venue. So then they were looking to actually do like a virtual event. And obviously, anyone that understands the GameCube, it was not made to play online. So. Um, they were able to make like a special service to like kind of hack the ROM of uh, Melee and make an actual online mode that kind of mimicked like had a um, top level play, like very smooth like functionality and everything. And then they were also going to do like the Smash Bros. Ultimate because obviously that's the most recent game and that's already online already. And then Nintendo caught wind of it and then they their lawyer sent them the cease and desist. And like their official note was like Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community has for Super Smash Brothers series. We have partnered with numerous Smash Bros. tournaments in the past and have hosted our own online and offline events tournaments for the game. We plan to continue that in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Bros. Melee that requires use of illegally copied versions of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers to ask them to stop, 
They refuse, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in to protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual properties. So obviously in a time where we're trying to be together and enjoy games, um, people are feeling that Nintendo kind of overstepped their bounds to cancel a tournament. And it's not like they really did major hacks of the game. All they did was allow it to be able to be played online and enjoyed by fans of being able to watch it and being like attendance in the virtual rooms and everything. So mm-hmm. I know what your guys' thoughts are that, but I know a lot of Smash fans are very disappointed with Nintendo over this decision. Yeah, yeah. Very much interested to hear what you think, say about this. I mean, this is a gray area. Yeah. Uh, it would have been really cool for the event organizers to reach out to Nintendo to see if there was some way they could do this officially. Um, due to the pandemic, hopefully Nintendo would have been a little more lenient. Um, as it stands, they were doing you know something illegal. They were you know using illegal versions of ROMs and hacking, which I think is really cool to get Melee online, but Nintendo did ask them to stop, and at that point, when they refused, Nintendo, you know, it's Nintendo, they're going to do that. They're going to protect their IP. Um, I, I think this could have had a different outcome if, uh, if there was just some more communication between the event organizers and Nintendo. Um, I think that's the event organizers trying to skate under the radar, and they failed to do so, and they got caught and they tried to ignore, you know, Nintendo saying stop. Uh, it's a shame, especially with uh, Evo not happening this year, and then obviously with COVID. Um, hopefully, they could do it next time. Hopefully, they somebody at Nintendo will look into this stuff and say, hey, maybe we could do an official version for tournaments, and and maybe make it a timed thing, where all right, we'll let you download this version uh, via Switch. And it's melee, and it's only good for like this weekend, and it's only given to the event organizers, and it's an official version of melee online, and therefore can do that. They they have the power to do that, and that would be really cool. Um, we'll see if something like that happens, but that's all really on Nintendo's court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jake just said uh, that Nintendo was uh, in their legal right, but I really think this was the wrong move in the moral sense. Um, and yeah, I I tend to agree. I think. I mean, it totally was in with their legal right. I mean, Nintendo is very much against piracy um, and and hacking and all that stuff. Like they they've tried to take a, a really strong arm against that, um, a really big strong arm against that. But but at the same time, it's like, uh, could they have like give it a little more leniency because of everything going on? I think I think like you said, Barry. I, I agree. I think they the tournament organizers should have reached out and they should have tried to work something out. Um, I I think they should have seen this coming. I, I think um, they know Nintendo. We know Nintendo. We know that if if you're able to, or you're going to put a a, a a version of the game of their game that is clearly hacked, that Nintendo is going to strike out, especially if you're going. Like to really put it out there like they did. Like it'd be different if it's some like private little thing that Nintendo doesn't know about. But like they wanted to make this big, um, and of course Nintendo's going to find out. And yeah, I, I think they they should have reached out. Greggy, any other thoughts about this before we move on? Yeah, it's definitely that's where the, the moral side of it is. Everyone really wanted it to happen because it's COVID and it's something to be happy and celebrate the games. But obviously, that it's is their property and. They're 
not gonna abide by it. <laughs> people like taking advantage of distributing their game. Obviously, it's a hacked version, so it is like no one obviously has it except for the people distributing it. So, therefore, it's not something that Nintendo made and obviously can be frowned upon. So, kind of stinks for the Smash fans, but in a sense, it kind of levels out this like, oh, this Nintendo has the right to protect it. And I guess they could have just canceled the melee part of it. I don't know why they canceled the ultimate part, but unless it was all or nothing, I don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, at that point, they already ticked off Nintendo and, <laughs> and they said, nope, nothing at all. Uh, that's that's the unfortunate part. I, I wish they would have just taken away the melee part and still allowed everything else to continue because that was fine. But I was I would be interested to how they're going to t- hold a Smash Brothers Ultimate online tournament anyhow because the online sucks. But anyway, um, let's move on to our last really big story. Uh, Barry, we've got the Game Awards is coming out uh, in just a few short days, and Nintendo got a, a little bit of, of some nods. Um, tell us about the, uh, the nominations and to kind of walk us through what was announced uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, so on the uh, November 18th, uh, Jeff Keighley did a, a little live nomination announcement for the Game Awards, which is airing on December 10th. So uh, not for our next podcast, but, but right before our final of the year in our own Game Awards. Uh, but they, uh, they, follow, they seem to be following a pattern. It seems to be that whoever opens up their wallet the most, the, you know, gets the most nods. And uh, last year was definitely Death Stranding was the uh, the golden child, and this mm-hmm. this time it seems to be uh, Last of Us Part Two, with a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, definitely getting a lot of nods. And and the way I look at award shows, I'm not saying these games don't deserve stuff. Don't get me wrong, um, but but if if Every nomination was virtually the same. One, where one thing's nominated in everything, it gets boring. Like, like give some nods to other things. And there were a lot of snubs, a lot of snubs in the in the nominations. Um, and Nintendo was not totally snubbed, but they were they were partially snubbed. And uh, for first off, for Game of the Year, uh, uh, Nintendo has two two things there: Animal Crossing: New Horizons, which some people feel is more of a charity nod. But uh, actually, you know, who knows? It's, since it's voting, it has a chance. Uh, Doom Eternal, as he seven remake, goes to Shima Hades, uh, which is the other one from that's on uh, the Switch. And Last of Us Part Two are the nominations. And all of these, you can go to the official site and you can vote. So do so. Vote, vote for whomever you want. Uh, and if you do feel Last of Us Part Two like should to deserve it, absolutely uh, go ahead and make that nomination. But as for Nintendo titles. Uh, Animal Crossing was also nominated for Best Family and the Best Multiplayer Categories. Um, Hades had the most nominations. It's nominated, like I said, for Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Art Direction, Best Score in Music, Best Performance, Best Indie, and Best Action Categories. Uh, Hades just just really racking it up there. Uh, Fortnite, which is still getting nods, uh, nominated for Best Ongoing, Best Community Sport, and Best Esports Game. Uh, the, there's some snubs there and, the, and, and like the best ongoing, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Paper Mario, Origami King, and Minecraft Dungeons all nominated in the best family category. Uh, so that that's probably the safest category for Nintendo to usually pull away with mm. a win. 
Uh, Ori and the Will of Wisps, nominated for Best Art Direction, Best Score in Music, and Best Action Adventure. It's odd talking about a Microsoft game here, but that <laughs> is now on the Switch. Thank you, I am 8-Bit. Uh, Through the Darkest Times, Kentucky Route Zero, TV Edition, and If Found, are all nominated in the Games for Impact category. I think that that is probably my favorite category in all mm. of the game awards that they do. Yeah. Uh, the speeches always bring me to tears, and and as a, someone who does love indies and gets to talk to indie developers a lot and, and loves the indie scene, uh, that that is just the nearest and dearest to my personal heart. Uh, Spirit Fair is nominated for Best Indie Game and also the Games of Impact. Uh, Carrion's nominated for Best Indie Game and Best Debut. Uh, Raji, an, ep- an Ancient Epic, and Roki are be- both nominated in the Best uh, Debut. Streets of Rage 4, nominated for Best Action Category. I think that's a Sega game for you. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate and Undernight in Birth, EX Late, are both nominated for Best Fighting. And for those sports racing games, uh, we got FIFA 21 and NBA 2K21. Even though FIFA 21 on the Switch is the Legacy Edition and NBA 2K21 is not the next-gen version, which I think is the one that's mainly for the nomination. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, that will be December 10th. Um, do go to the website. Do vote. Absolutely do go and, and vote. Um, and uh, absolutely think that there were a lot of lot of snubs. Uh, RPG category was uh, totally missing out on some of the best RPGs of the year, bar none. We're not even nominated. And it just, like, a, a lot of games just didn't even get looked at. And instead it was like, Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima. Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima. Like, it, it just, you start seeing that repeating pattern. And it just, to me, it just, it makes it less exciting. Like, let's see some some variations here. Let's give some some nods to other games, and especially when you're snubbing games that, in my opinion, are far better than some of those that are nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Greg, uh, what, what do you think about the game boards? Yeah, I mean, I do agree. I mean, it'd be nice to have more variety, but then I also kind of see, I mean, that's kind of how the Oscars do. You see like, the same, like, three or four movies, like, in this wide every single category. It's like, so it's, they're definitely drawing inspiration from there. It feels like there's, like, a small bucket of games that make a master list for the year, and then, it's, like, distribute them out all across the categories, and it's really fun to keep the patient. Obviously, not everyone's going to agree, but... I really hope that the people that like nominating the games actually are nominating them like, like genuinely and not just because they were paid to put this game in there. But mm-hmm. I guess we don't really know that side of it because we don't get to determine the nomination. So yeah. we get to vote on which ones we think are there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you could probably say that about almost every you know award ceremony or award show that sort of thing like they're always they always snub a lot of things and kind of tend to to focus on the same movies the same artists the same uh games the same whatever it is um hopefully we don't do the same thing in our game of the year awards a couple uh weeks from now (laughs) we'll see how that goes um but uh yeah um just a, a another shout out uh dave mentioned this in the chat as well but uh he's been killing it again i know i i probably say that like every time we have a podcast but it's so true he's been doing an awesome job he took care of that entire list that we just ran through from all the game awards so uh big props to to dave for uh being an awesome team member and taking care of all of our news um as well but uh yeah i i 
I, I pretty much can't say anything that you guys didn't say about the game awards. Um, it'd be really great to see some other, some other games on there. Um, and, and even like people are talking about in the chat, like about uh, clubhouse games got snubbed for best family game. I mean, that's a fantastic family game and not even mentioned at all. Um, and then you could dive into all those RPGs that you guys talked about and everything. So, ah, but Oh, well, I'll probably still watch it because um, you never know what kind of announcements and things like that that uh, Nintendo might pop out or some other uh, people might, uh, you know, say during the, the awards and everything. But uh, probably similar to last year, I'll probably be just having it on the background um, and not like fully paying attention to it um, because I've kind of, you know, it's just become one of those things that's it's a it's good background uh, noise while I'm doing something else, and then eventually when I hear something about Nintendo, I'll, I'll pay attention, and then I'll go back to whatever I was doing. Uh, well, we got some a couple of other quick things to talk about, uh, and uh, and then we'll kind of wrap up. But uh, those quick things are actually pretty big things. Greg, tell us about Animal Crossing. Yeah, so. Um... Recently, it was like posted on like Twitter by like the game data library. It says like the Animal Crossing New Horizons is the first game in Japan to top six million sales um, since the new Super Mario Bros. Uh, Wii did on Nintendo Wii. So it's a very great job to Animal Crossing to secure that many games that just in the Japan region alone. So that's very incredible and. Definitely very well deserved. It's a fantastic game. Cool, cool. That's awesome. And uh, Barry, we we also have some sales numbers from Hyrule Warriors, huh? Yeah, uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Uh, at least in terms of shipping, has shipped uh, over three million units and just four days, which uh, sets a new record for the uh, long-running Warriors franchise. And that's crazy to think about like this is a long-running franchise There's so many different dynasty warriors games and spin-offs there was a previous hyrule warriors fire emblem warriors there's persona 5 scramble there's you know one piece ones there's a there's a bunch of other uh different spin-offs to this this series and uh gundam i think had one as well um to to ship that many in such a short amount of time uh, that really shows, A, the love that Zelda fans have for the games, B, the quality of the game itself, and C, just how starved we are for new Nintendo games. <laughs> right. <laughs> so But either true. way, it's still a great accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and I was one of them. I wasn't planning on buying it right away, but I did. What was that, Greg? I was gonna say this year to kind of bring back some memories of the Wii U era. It was just like, oh, we get like one new game, and then like, oh, four months of like silence, and it's like, oh, here's one more drip game, and then another like three months of like nothing. Like, right, right. So it was very reminiscent of a Wii U type of year. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Uh, last thing we're going to mention before we uh, look at the week ahead is that we got some information about Super Nintendo World. And uh, you guys know how excited we are about Super Nintendo World. As soon as we can travel again, uh, I know I'm going to be looking into tickets to Japan. I probably can't afford them, but uh, I'm going to be looking into it at least. Um, but February, February is when it's actually going to be opening. 
uh, Super Nintendo World in Japan on February 4th, 2021. Uh, Nintendo puts them out some information there. CNN had an article. Several others had an article as well. Um, but we saw some new uh, images of what the park is going to look like. We actually got to see uh, inside a few of the, the rides, like the Mario Kart ride. Um, and, and inside uh, Bowser's castle and all those sort of things. And that was really, really exciting. Uh, so cool to, to be able to see the inside of that and know that it's only just a few months away. Uh, and then out of nowhere, they, uh, they dropped a little uh, YouTube video. And uh, so IGN's got uh, the video, and I thought I'd, I'd go ahead and play it here on screen. Um, none of us have actually, like, full, I think Barry got a chance to, like, watch it real quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's actually, like, actual footage of the, the park, um, some aerial images and, and, and video of the park. And we just could see, like, it in action. I mean, there's not a whole lot that is really shown off, but it's, it's just kind of cool to, like, walk through some of these things that uh, are basically the same images that we've seen before. Um, but, yeah, if you guys are watching the video uh, version of the podcast, you can see it on the screen right now. Um, it, it just looks incredible. What do you get? What do you guys think about uh, uh, Super Nintendo World? Are you going to be, you know, booking your ticket right away, like I am? Well, at least how I went to Barry. What do you think? Uh, I'd love to be there day one. Uh, there's obviously the issue of it being Japan. Uh, there's also the issue of COVID, <laughs> and we're not sure exactly where we're going to be in February. And uh, well, I want to go for sure. I also want to stay safe. So it's one of those things where I'm going to have to live vicariously through other people <laughs> who do get to go and hope and hope that the reception is so good that Orlando gets back to building that other park, which they did postpone due to mm -hmm. COVID, and we get our own uh, you know, Super Nintendo World over here uh, because it looks fantastic and it looks like a... Like, uh, you know, like the kids go in a, you know, Disney World and they see like Cinderella and Winnie the Pooh and all that. Like, oh my God! You know, like like that's how I feel like a kid again. You know, going back, going to just looking at those those, those video. It's like, oh my God! Like I want to go there right now. I know, I know. Greg, are you gonna you gonna eventually make it over to Japan? Or you wait until it comes to America. Most likely, wait till it comes to America. But I, I had like a. Unlimited amount of like money and like, health, like, without having problems with like COVID and everything, I would definitely love to just drop everything and like, be there for over a day. But that's obviously very realistically not going to happen. So I'll have to be like very and move vicariously through everybody else that's enjoy uh, it and just keep praying that they resume the Orlando construction because that's we go to Disney World all the time and would gladly take a trip down to Universal Orlando to check it out when it's completed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'd be so cool, so cool to be able to go. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see. Oh, yeah, it looks like my cam did freeze. Well, you guys that are uh, watching the video version, that'd be that's interesting. You guys uh, don't get to see me moving, but apparently you get to hear me. So I guess that's okay. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, kind of freeze frozen in that like that gym from the office. Kind yeah, of <laughs> it's just at the hmm. 
That's really, it's really weird. Uh, Edmund Miranda of Steve's chemistry. I, I love that my audio is still working. At least that's that's really nice. Um, <laughs> oh man! Uh, before we move into what's coming up over the next week, uh, let, let's. Uh, I just want to remind you guys, uh, of course, to uh, join us on our social media. Um, we're at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and also of course course join our discord and if you have not done so yet please subscribe please uh hit that bell to be alerted for every new video we post um and uh and do all that crazy stuff i'm distracting myself by seeing myself just frozen that's kind of crazy uh but uh let's look at this list of games that are coming out over the the next uh i'm still frozen even in this view uh <laughs> that's weird um but uh yeah let's let's look at this uh the games that are coming out over oh now oh great now i'm really frozen this is this is awful <laughs> what did you do <laughs> well at least i'm smiling <laughs> now i have no idea why why that's all crazy and everything now i'm like look at this like i'm just i'm just frozen here like on this it makes makes no sense no sense anyway <laughs> Let's look at what the games are coming up uh, over this next week. Uh, there are uh, several good ones uh, coming up. Uh, as you guys see, uh, we're, we're scrolling this on the screen. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising does come out in just a couple days. So that's really uh, exciting. And the rest of you guys can uh, see what I've been uh, playing over the last uh, f a couple, uh, few few days as well. Um, for you guys that uh, want uh, just a small taste of Jackbox games, Quiplash 2 comes out on uh, December 3rd as well. Um, and then uh, Fitness Boxing 2, I know Barry's uh, wife's probably excited about that one, um, is uh, coming out. I never even got a chance to try the, the trial of the first one. I still need to try that at some point. Um, but Fire Emblem, Shadow Dragon, and the Blade of Light uh, will be available on December 4th and, of course, go away on March 31st. Um, so make sure you get that when you can. Uh, and then uh, Doom Eternal finally got a release date, digital only, um, which makes Barry so excited, I know. But uh, that's coming oh, yeah. out on... <laughs> that's coming out on December 8th. Uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris comes out on December 8th as well. Uh, so several really good games uh, coming up over the next week. And December 8th is our next podcast. So uh, that's... Uh, that, uh, yeah, a lot of games coming out like on the day of our next podcast. Uh, but what are you guys excited about playing uh, before our next podcast? Any of those new games or still grinding away on, on the backlog? Greg, what do you think? Well, definitely the Fire Emblem games. I don't know if I'll have time to play before the next podcast, but I'll definitely have it purchased because definitely want it before it goes away. Um, do you have plans to hopefully play the Mortal Phoenix Rising, but as I said on previous podcasts, it's on my Christmas list, so I won't be able to enjoy it until close to the Christmas Day. So it was pretty much it for me. And then continue with the way of the backlog and also got to start playing Family Feud and some other games. So. Nice. 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 Oh, hey, look, I'm back. Ah, there we go. Um, all right. <laughs> I just had to replug in my camera. Um, all right, Barry, what are you what are you gonna be uh, playing over the next couple week or the next week? Next week, uh, yeah. Uh, well, tomorrow I'll probably just mess around with a little bit of uh, 
of a old school gamer and uh thursday in preparation uh i will be playing immortal phoenix rising and that's my main thing i'm looking forward to other than the, the, the ongoing stuff uh and that is my last game that i have planned to play uh for 2020 i don't i don't know how long it's going to take me to get through it but it's it's definitely something that I'm excited to play, so I, I can't wait to do it. And uh, hopefully it lives up to that excitement. I've seen some of the reviews. And, you know, I'm not expecting it to set the world on fire, but I'm expecting to have fun. And that's the main goal. Uh, from there, I'm not sure where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'll be uh, playing some more Mortals Phoenix Rising as well. Uh, hope to eventually get some more time with, with High World Warriors, um, Age of Calamity, um, in, in addition to that. Um, I do want to be checking out um we do get uh some review copies for for family feud as well so uh greg and i will be eventually you getting some time with that and do a do a game chat on that um we've got some other games that we're gonna be doing game chats on really soon that we got to get recorded and and get those out so you guys could should uh definitely hit the subscribe button hit that bell so so you know exactly when we post those game chats and reviews and gameplay videos and everything else uh Greg, anything else that uh, you're looking forward to uh, over this next week? Anything beyond video games or anything else you want to plug? Anything like that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I know this week will be probably pretty heavy getting Christmas stuff all wrapped up and hopefully start going through that and all set for Christmas Day and everything. So I don't think there's anything to necessarily plug that I'll be doing outside the ordinary, but Barry, what are you been at? What are you going to be up to uh, over this next week? Anything big? Uh, well, yeah, I got uh, the the next uh, playcast will be uh, hopefully recording this Friday or Saturday, and the the game will be old school musical. Hence, why I'm mainly playing it. Uh, in addition to that, I was or someone reached out. Uh, I did an industry talk with Kyla. We talked about uh, her recent game that she did. And she reached out to me and said that she took my suggestion on playing Evil Land, because we had just done Evil Land. And uh, she does a podcast called The Feedback Force with, mm. with a couple other people, where they do something similar, where they play a game and, and they'll talk about it. And uh, they asked me if I would like to be a guest. So mm. uh, graciously accepted. And, and that is episode 108, which is available right now on SoundCloud. It is a long episode, uh, very long, but uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was uh, you know great to just you know be asked to come on to another podcast and and uh, just you know have some fun with that. And it was it was great because they actually called me a real podcaster, so I told them I had to put that out on my business card. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, wow, I've never been told that. I've <laughs> never been told that before. But thank you, you know, I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and. Uh, do want to just give some love to those guys because they they just doing what they love to do and they love to analyze and discuss games and uh you know i'm, I'm always down for doing that so cool that's what i've been up to cool always return the favor and see if we can get them on here yeah yeah, yeah maybe if, they, if, they, if they're if if they're you know interested in doing that i mean so i already did an industry talk with kyla mm -hmm. so you know, yeah that's yeah. a good episode you should watch that it is you should watch that Someone edited it pretty good too. Uh, yeah, great editor. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go to the chat, uh, and it looks like um, 
that uh, Jakester is going to be still going on the backlog um, until Christmas, really. Uh, Dave's going to be uh, finishing Yakuza 7, hopefully. Um, and uh, looks like the rest of you guys are yeah, playing. He wants to go, uh, Jakester wants to go back to Trials of Mana and uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, as well. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I got nothing really big except for like what I said, like, uh, we're hopefully going to be able to get some of these, uh, uh, game chats and, and gameplay videos and things like that out, uh, over the next, uh, couple weeks. So make sure you're tuning in and, uh, subscribing for that because, uh, we've got a lot that we need to be, uh, kicking off and, and doing really soon. So hopefully we'll be able to get some, uh, additional content you guys way on our YouTube channel. So make sure you're checking that out. Check out NintendoFuse.com as well. Uh, Dave is pretty much just like running the show over there with all his news articles. So if you're not uh, checking out NintendoFuse.com on a regular basis, make sure you do that as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that brings us to the end of episode 214. We didn't go too much longer than an hour tonight because we had, you know, two weeks between the last episode. Uh, but uh, next one's going to be on December 8th. And then December 15th, will be our Game of the Year awards, as we've kind of alluded to earlier. Um, and we'll give you some more information about that on our December 8th uh, podcast, let you know what our uh, our categories are going to be this year and things like that. So if you guys want to, um, you know, make your own list and submit that as well. Um, speaking of which, join our Discord so you can continue talking about that. We'll we'll probably actually post that earlier in our Discord. So, uh, so if you don't want to wait until our next podcast, join the Discord and you can get all that information right in there. And uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about... Game of the Year awards in a couple weeks, but uh, we still got another podcast next week. Who knows what's going to happen between now and next week. Um, But until then, happy gaming, everybody.